Hello and welcome to today's show. Now, if I asked you what makes you special, would you be able to answer me? I think too many of us can see what others are good at, but we really struggle with ourselves. We're too firmly planted inside our jar to see what's written on the label. My guest today is Kate Pollitt, and her secret sauce is being able to recognise what makes people special. We talk about how vital it is to take the time to connect with what you love doing, what lights you up. And I especially love what Kate says about living life lightly, having a lighter heart and less fear, and having more faith in yourself. This last week has brought it home to all of us that life is finite, none of us are here forever, and we will have a greater impact if we steer our course towards the light. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think, and you can contact me at anneifandcan.com. Thank you. if we can actually connect with what lights us up we can start to prioritize and make a choice because we do have a choice about the work we do or the things that we do in our personal lives to say actually what I really love doing is is this and this not so much so why would I carry on doing the stuff that I don't like so much when I could be doing the stuff that I really love and then we start to realize that this stuff that we can actually let go of whether that's in our personal lives or within our businesses And once we can start to do that and we can start to see that clearly, we can make much clearer choices about what we want to do, where we want to go, how we want to move things forward. And maybe then there isn't quite so much untidy stuff for us to get embroiled in. Hello and welcome to If and Can. And my guest today is Kate Pollitt. And Kate helps coaches to get out of their jar so that they can see clearly what's written on the label. She's been self-employed since 2005 and loves using her intuition to craft effective strategic and creative processes. Kate, welcome to the show. Hi, Anne. It's lovely to be here in your office in in the lovely village of is it Sa- it's Sabden Sabden in Lancashire at the so, foot of Pendle Hill. Yes, yeah, so we're out in the countryside, middle and, of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for for being on the show. I know you have a background in graphic design, and you are a great observer and a great listener. And but gaining clarity on on your service offering. Did, did that take time or was it something that you knew in your heart what you wanted to do? I think looking back, I'd always had this um, sort of like built in intuition, if you will, for recognising what makes people and businesses different. And you was using that as the, the bedrock of the um, graphic design process. And that's kind of what I've founded my business on, being different as a graphic designer in that I've got this inherent built-in strategic process where I can talk to someone and very quickly see the big picture of who they are, but also get into the detail of what it is that makes them different, what their special qualities are, what it is that they offer, how they make a difference to other people and actually bringing all that information together and then communicating that with words and images. That's lovely. I, I love that, that you can see people's like secret source. Secret source. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> why do you think it is that people can't see that for themselves? 
You mentioned in, in your intro about being in the jar and not being able to see the label. And I absolutely love that analogy. And it's one I only came across quite recently, actually. And I should probably credit the person. And there's a couple of people I need to credit. So there's a couple of people on LinkedIn, Janine Coombs being one of them and John Aspirian on LinkedIn, who both use that analogy, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And it encompasses beautifully that notion that we're really, really good at seeing the qualities and traits in other people, but we're really, really rubbish at seeing it in ourselves. And it's really hard to have that objectivity and be able to step out of yourself and look back at yourself and being able to see what your special qualities are and what other people see in you. And that's what I enable other people to do. It's strange, isn't it? Because... You can understand it almost in, say, a young person who's starting out and they've got more of a blank piece of paper as as they uncover what it is that makes them tick and and what, what it is that they sell at, as importantly, what it is they enjoy. But I find it amazing that even in middle age and beyond, people still struggle to know themselves particularly well and to really be able to have the confidence to say this is what I do and I do it better than anybody else and I'm not saying you've got the answers to this Kate because because you can see it doesn't mean you know why other people are like that or why so many of us are like that but I, I just find it that objectivity so fascinating is it because we spend too much time inside our own heads do you think yeah, it's, it's a really good question that. And I think there's something around, we're very subjective as opposed to objective. And in that subjectivity, we always, we're also suffer from the curse of negativity bias. So we're really, really good at seeing in ourselves what we don't think is great. And that for me can tend to overpower our sense of what is good about what we do, what we do bring to the table. Um, and it kind of clouds that vision of... Um, what makes us so special, what our secret source is. And it's only when we start to ask other people what they think about us, which is actually quite a scary thing to do, actually to open yourself up and be that vulnerable and actually say to people, what do you see in me? How do I help you? What do I bring to the table? Which is, you know, quite a, quite scary questions to ask, aren't they? But when you start to do that, you can actually start to see that picture building and you actually go, oh, actually, I am pretty good at what I do. And I do have those qualities. And when you can start to connect with that, because you're seeing them through other, you're hearing about it and seeing it through other people's eyes, you can actually then start to connect to that. And that is where the confidence starts to come from. Yeah, I love that, that connecting with it. When I do it myself, I come up with I'm really good at peeling potatoes. <laughs> I come from an Irish family. I can peel a potato. That's, as that's far, a great skill. That's have. as far as it goes. I, I mean, I'd be good on, you know, on a big camping weekend or something where you had to do a big fat spuds. I'd be good at that. But that connecting with other people is great. You know, going back to this negativity bias that you mentioned and yeah. and people becoming so subjective. There just seems to be an endemic of anxiety around at the moment as well. And I know there are so many things pressing on people. You know, we're coming over a pandemic and with everything that's happening with the cost of living crisis and with the fact that 
there is instability in the workplace and it's natural that anxiety levels are going to rise. But it does rob us of perspective, doesn't it? Your perspective becomes so negative. Perspective becomes really negative and I think our vision gets clouded and our world gets a lot smaller. I mean, obviously it's been a bit of a kick in the pants over the past couple of years, hasn't it? And um, it's affected many of us in, in lots of different ways and myself included. I joked before about Sabden being in the middle of nowhere, but for the past two years, we've all been very limited in where we've been able to go and being in a sleepy little village where there's not a lot going on, your world does become very, very small. And it's it's taken me a while to kind of being able to step back out of that that small enclosed space and start to see the bigger picture. And that means meeting more people again, getting in touch with people, communicating, connecting and stepping out of that space where we've just been in our own head for such a long time. And our own heads can be really, really messy places. There can be quite some complex characters inside our own heads that quite often don't do us any favours. Well, I could probably give you a really good example of that just from today. So knowing that I was going to do this this podcast with you today, obviously it's the first time I've done a podcast. So there was a bit of nervousness going on. And as soon as we start to do anything where we get a little bit scared and there's some fear coming in, those voices in our head can really, really take over. And I have three really strong ones in my head. And there's a, there's a really nice, strong, judgmental one. And there's another one that likes to control the situation. And I have a really very strong and opinionated stickler character which really likes to make sure that everything's straight and on point but right now as we're sat here those three characters are actually sat in the corner over there playing with some building blocks I've asked them just to take a seat (laughs) (laughs) tell them to sit outside they're just just sitting outside while we have this interview the voices in our heads you know, for better or worse, we have to live with them. And we always assume that we're the only ones that have tough voices. Keeping hold of the joy of life and a light touch, a lighter touch on things and perhaps taking yourself a little less seriously is certainly something that I'm looking at at the moment. And there are times my knuckles will descend to the carpet. <laughs> you know, we had a chat before this conversation, Kate, and I just said, oh, it's been a, a you know horrendous start to the week. But really, when I analyse, it's all in my head. There's very little externally. It's all internal. And I think changing that lens around, changing the attitude slightly makes a big difference. Absolutely, it does. And there's a couple of things to pick up on there. And that is, yeah, absolutely. A situation just is. It's what we say about it in our own heads that actually makes it into something good or something bad. And we actually have a choice which of those things that we do. The other thing that I love that you mentioned was about not taking ourselves or life too seriously. And I have a little, well, a quite recently new mantra, and that is live life lightly. Um, Because I'm a a beggar (laughs) for for taking life a little bit too seriously. And when I find myself doing that, then, yeah, that's what I say to myself, live life lightly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a print it on a T-shirt moment. That really is. I I always get my guests a book. And this week, because it's been such a, a, a difficult week, I have pulled one from my own shelf for you. And it's called Who Moved My Cheese? 
I don't know if you've ever read it. Read it. Oh, it's well. fantastic. And this one is, um, I mean, normally I get them from our independent bookstore. This one has the patina of um, 11 years in Singapore. <laughs> so, Who Moved My Cheese is really about keeping things simple and flexible so that you can move quickly to a new thing and not getting bound down with just hoping for a different outcome. He's a fantastic storyteller. It's Dr. Spencer Johnson who wrote it and he wrote it in 1998. Uh, so it's not a new it's not a new book, but it is um it's something that you can read in in an hour, but it's great for kids, it's great for adults, it's great for business people and so it's keeping your eyes open and and having a light touch on things and wearing your trainers round your neck so that you can be ready for action. <laughs> There's lots of little messages in it. Firstly, thank you for this gift because I absolutely love that and I feel so honoured that it's come off your own bookshelf because I know you normally go and scour your local uh, bookshop. <laughs> yes, that is, um, that's a much-loved copy, that, I can tell you. So yeah. I, shall, I shall treasure that. Thank you so much. It's great. Actually, when I see you again, I'll probably get you a newer version <laughs> of it. it I actually love the is. fact that it's been to Singapore. I absolutely love that. I, I do love the live life lightly even at a time when things aren't easy having a lightness of touch doesn't necessarily mean that you're not serious about what you're doing no absolutely not no it doesn't mean that at all but it just means that you go into things with a bit more as you say with open eyes a bit more with a with a slightly lighter heart and a little bit less fear or whether that's fear around external factors or fear around internal factors or fear with, you know, what's going on in your business or your personal life or anything else. It just enables you to approach things with a, a slightly lighter touch, which which for me helps you cope with, with, with fear and anxiety and change and uncertainty and running your own business for 17 years. There's always plenty of that going around. There's something there about just having faith in yourself as well and knowing that you can actually tackle anything that comes along and that whatever happens you'll be able to manage it that's that I find very interesting actually that tackling things yourself and I find that particularly difficult because I overcomplicate things and I'm really trying to rein that in at the moment and deal with things with, with a step-by-step approach how do you deal with with complexity and, and and actually pulling threads and 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 getting from A to B and because you do so much, Kate, you've got so many things happening. I think well, there's a few things there. A, I have a bit of an engineering head, <laughs> and I'm a very detailed head. So although I'm very good at seeing the big picture for people, I'm also really good with the detail. Um, which a lot of my clients who are ideas people like yourself (laughs) find that extremely helpful in terms of being organised and keeping things on track and following things through and getting things completed and finished. Um, I'm a big fan of lists. So for anybody out there who loves a list, I can (laughs) highly recommend a good Trello board for keeping everything organised. It's one of those things that I probably don't really think about it too much. I guess it just comes quite naturally. And when I think back to some of the times when I've things in life where that really light us up, where we do things that really light us up. And for me, it's always about 
organizing people or organizing systems or finding solutions to problems and really getting down into the nitty gritty of what's going on. And there's a couple of points to think about on that. So it's those things that light me up that have led me to do the work that I do today, which is to help people find clarity and confidence. And I've done that in many different ways over the course of my career. So there may be a theme of clarity and confidence in, for example, introducing a new work system in an agency that I've worked for. But there's been confusion and there's been lack of clarity. And what I've done, I've gone in and I've created a new system and that's given the business clarity. And it's also given the the confidence to work better as a team and to facilitate um, processes better. But more recently for me, that clarity and confidence, I'm still unpicking not things, but people and finding out what makes them tick and looking at what they've got going on and what's happening for them and helping them to see what all those different elements are and bringing them all together so that they've then got the clarity and the confidence to move forward in their business. And that is my purpose, giving people clarity and confidence. But what I do in doing that is I give other people a sense of purpose. I help them to see those stories that are highlights for them over the course of their life, their career, the work that they do, those highlights and those high points where they go, yeah, I was really proud of myself or I was really proud of the work that I did when I worked on X project or Y project. And we sort of talk around those stories and out of those stories comes their sense of purpose. It's their reason for being and there'll be common themes in all those stories that they tell. And it seems strange for anybody to think that a designer would speak to somebody about stories from people's backgrounds or from people's work lives that would lead to a brand identity (laughs) and a brand strategy but that's the work that I do and in doing that people can start to see more clearly what it is that makes them tick perhaps for the first time. Well I think that's one of the joys of being older is having that moment perhaps to look back and reflect and think, absolutely, what is it that lights me up? What Mm. gives me joy? And maybe for the, as you say, for the first time, possibly, having some agency over shaping a future, using that as a basis, because that's a very precious, we only have a finite time and any time spent if you have the opportunity to think about this this lighting yourself up rather than being enmeshed in something that really makes you feel dreadful and th- there's a certain amount of privilege to it as well you know sometimes you just have to grit your teeth and get on with things but it's that if you have the opportunity to do that and if you have a, a guide to help you with that then wow how satisfying how how life changing Absolutely. I love that. And that that so rings true with me um, because as well as business owners, if we're just going to speak about it in the business context or even in our own lives, we spend so much time doing things that we don't necessarily want to be doing. And if we can actually connect with 
what lights us up. We can start to prioritize and make a choice because we do have a choice about the work we do or the things that we do in our personal lives to say, actually, what I really love doing is is this and this not so much. So why would I carry on doing the stuff that I don't like so much when I could be doing the stuff that I really love? And then we start to realize that this stuff that we can actually let go of, whether that's in our personal lives or within our businesses. And once we can start to do that and we can start to see that clearly, we can make much clearer choices about what we want to do, where we want to go, how we want to move things forward. And maybe then there isn't quite so much untidy stuff for us to get embroiled in. Yes, how wonderful and absolutely great to actually be on the on that light side, being lit up and living life lightly. You've mentioned both of those things, Kate, and both things are so precious. And if you can be steered towards the light, then your own life is better. You make life better for everyone else. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a win all round. And, and you do, you know, make the most of, of what time you have, which, you know, which is a, which is a wonderful impact. Yeah, absolutely. We we can become we can become better people. We can become better business owners. We can do better work for our clients when we're doing stuff that really lights us up. Because then we bring our best selves to the party, don't we? Yes, <laughs> we're well, doing stuff that lights us up. That, I think that's wonderful. Let's, you know what a wonderful place to uh, to bring our conversation to a close. And thinking back of, of about what you've said, Kate, that idea of if somebody is at crossroads and and thinking about their own own life to reach out to other people and find out what they're saying about you what they think's written on your own label and to try and organize your thoughts around that and to have a light touch when you're doing it to live life lightly I think that's a wonderful motto and really concentrate on the things that light you up and, and through that find your own clarity and confidence that is wonderful so Kate where can people find you They can find me either on LinkedIn, I'm Kate Pollitt on LinkedIn, or they can have a look at my website, which is desirebranding.uk, where they'll find lots of information there about clarity and confidence. Just before we do say goodbye, I must say, when I googled you, um, Kate Pollitt Olympic rower came up. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. So many strings to my bow. You just wouldn't believe it. I was like, that's marvellous. And it came up with a picture of you. I don't know if you've seen that. on. The... And then I was reading Kate's, uh, the rower's stats, and I thought, I don't think that's our Kate. Yeah, no. If you're looking for me on LinkedIn, don't look for anybody who does any rowing. Definitely look for brand coach and designer. <laughs> right. Thanks, Kate. Thank you very much for, for being on the show today. It's been a joy. Thank you. Thanks, Anne. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback. So please drop me an email at anne at ifancan.com. Please also follow and rate the podcast. It makes a big difference. Thank you.